This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open! Taylor is going to take this one to the house! Touchdown Bulldogs! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. Brandon Worth, Joe Nagy, bringing you a banger of an episode today. A little shorter than normal, you might have noticed, but we have an absolute packed schedule this weekend, especially with Ferris State Athletics here. I'm headed to Saginaw as this episode's being released. Joe is getting off to his busy day, and we're all over the place having a good it's time. It's a tough one. Yeah, and especially on these road conditions. I mean, dude, it's it pretty it crazy. Worse. Yeah, dude, it's... So bad. I didn't even go to class yesterday because the roads are so bad. I didn't want to have my little Nissan Altima get T-boned by a big old truck going through an intersection <laughs> because it can't stop or something like that. But yeah, a little bit shorter episode because, I mean, schedules for us are just kind of uh, prohibited doing our regular episodes and stuff like that. But still going to be a good one for you guys, as always. It is going to be a great episode as we'll get into the Fair State rundown here in just a minute. But first of all, we want to thank you guys for making this show special. Some of you have already heard as well over the last couple of weeks. We are getting aired on WBRN, and that is official Hey-o. this weekend. So yeah, make sure yeah, yeah. that you listen in on 1460 AM, 107.7 FM. We'll have our full radio show, 30-minute show, as well as our interview with Parker Nolan. Um, and that'll be all aired on 107.7 FM, 1460 AM, WBRN. Going to be super cool. I'm looking forward to seeing Let's that. Go. You can also check out another show that we're doing here. I should say I'm doing here with the West Michigan Sports Show. That'll be yeah. covering local high school athletics. If you're a Big Rapids region, City fan, as well as some other schools around the area, even the Tri County Vikings, just for you, Joe. Just yeah, a shout out. So you can Shameless. check that out. Those both will air at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Um, well, with the MBSP starting it up, and then the West Michigan Sports Show to follow. Going to be a great series of content. We're looking forward to putting all these all together. And I'm not going to lie, it's been pretty hard uh, to put all of these together, but we're happy to do it for you guys and make it's sure. It's only going to get easier as time goes on. Man. Yeah, that's what I, at least my hope is what it is, but you know, it has been pretty tough to get some of those together, but I won't lie. It is worth it in the end because it, it is, is man, great it for is. you guys. So, but without further ado, Joe, we got a fair state rundown to go through. Yes, sir. We do a whole lot of stuff going on and a whole lot of news to get through. We're going to start with ice hockey. They're going to be taking on Northern Michigan up in Marquette this weekend. It's going to be a big one. A lot of implications for postseason play is on the line here. A big sweep might might mean for us that we can have that home ice advantage, which would be huge, huge. But Northern Michigan has kind of been a team that's been playing upset from us so far. We've had the early split in the beginning of the season. This one is going to be a little bit tougher. We're going into their place. It's a really rocking barn. It's going to be tough to get to, but I think we can do it if we just play really solid. But Corny's been playing all right. Jason Branchall's been playing really good. Giesbrecht and, Ron- and Logan, I think, will really be able to step it up here, but it's going to be a tall task. It is going to be a tall task. Those games will begin uh, here early on Friday, um, the day before you're listening to this live on air, or if you're listening to us on Spotify and Apple, all of our true fans from day one, we appreciate you as well. That'll be tonight, but it'll be Friday night to elude all confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, puck drop will be at 7.07 from the Olympic ice sheet up in the Beery Center, as well as 6.07 on Saturday for the Twin Bill against the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Big series coming up with the standings, Huge. and we'll talk about that here after our interview when we break down all these games and 
depth. But a big game coming up for basketball as well. A yes, trip sir. up to the Sioux this weekend to take Chance on for our some Lakers. redemption on the line. Chance for some redemption. Earlier on in the year, we lost to Lake State at home when we had a chance to take sole possession of the Gleak. And that kind of took, put us on a little bit of a skid, you might say, but it wasn't really the worst thing to happen. Uh, that kind of pushed us into really getting going and getting a lot of wins under our belt. But that one was a tough one, especially a four-point loss, 78 to 72 before that. However, the team's been playing really solid. Only one other loss in the past. I think it's 11 games after that one. I think we're on like a, what, a 10 and one run right now? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And especially big wins off of Wayne State and Saginaw. This is our only game this weekend, so we didn't have anything Thursday. So this one's going to kind of be one to really get some fire under our belts, especially since we're closing out the season on the road. We got Davenport and Grand Valley next weekend. So this one's going to be a big one, especially with uh, Lake State Senior Day and an alumni weekend for them. They're going to be having a big crowd. They're really ready to go and wanting to play pretty hard. And they're a team that's kind of trying to vi get a sp viable spot into that regional rankings that they're just out of right now, especially with the GLIAC standings uh, being so close as they are. Yeah, men's and women's starting at 1 o'clock for the women's, 3 o'clock for the men up in Lake Superior. So certainly going to be a fun matchup to see uh, and hopefully get revenge from her earlier on this season. But in other action, especially coming up on Friday, a loaded schedule um, as of yesterday as well, track and field will have taken place against Saginaw Valley State in the tune up there over in University Center. Should be a really good meet um, here as we kind of get everything. It's literally in the name. It's a tune up. You just fine tune in the skills and getting mm -hmm. all of your your ducks in a row, really, with your race strategy and your style and pretty much your your whole strength and coordination of being able to race well. Um, and that's going to take place this weekend. That should be a loaded meet. And we'll recap that next week here before Gliak indoor championships coming up at Saginaw Dang, Valley. Championships Big already? Championships already. Dang. Season goes by too fast, I my know. brother. How fast? Or, oh, geez. Sorry. I had a little bit of a voice crack. Embarrassing. Um, when does outdoor start for you outdoor guys? Outdoor will start. Do you guys have like a little bit of a break again or no? Yeah, we'll have a month break basically. Oh, in big time. Yeah, big time. it is big time. But that will be taken on Friday as well as men's women's tennis will be at Tiffin. Um, games starting at noon on Fridays of yesterday. So we'll break down those against the top seed GMAC Dragons. Those are such a great mascot, by the way, the Tiffin Dragons. But softball is also beginning action as well over in the Music City Invitational over in Nashville. Gotta say, I'm a little jealous that they're able to go play over there. Gonna be taking on Marysville, Missouri, as well as Harding on Friday. And Man, they, they have also a lot of have, games for this. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of games that they're gonna play. They're also gonna be playing on Saturday against a couple teams, I believe, Northwood, uh, Kentucky Wesleyan also in there. And tennis will also be taking Kendry, on Walsh as well on Saturday. Everybody. Yeah, basically playing everybody all over the map, basically. Dang. So that's going to be a fun tournament to get softball started. Everywhere. Holy crap. They're going to Florida in a little bit. Too. Yeah, I know. Jeez, man. Playing ball, man. Just playing I mean, ball. I respect it. It's just a wow. They got to go. For, you got like 12 games, 15 games before you even come back. Yeah. That's wild. Well, I mean, they'll come back in between, but. Yeah. Certainly going to get a suntan. Unlike what we just Jealous. endured this last yeah, couple days. Yeah, seven inches. Okay, I spent like 15 minutes wiping off my car this morning of all the snow <laughs> and ice. I wanted, to, I wanted to break a window in my car or something like that. It was ridiculous. You wanted to break your car window? It was, no, uh, no, I just was getting very frustrated because my hands were getting cold and the and the snow was getting on my pants and it was starting to dry or whatever. It was starting to get my pants wet and then it was just really cold outside. 
Yeah, that's fair. Dude, feel, you're going to play that. that sound after that, after <laughs> uh, my grueling well, I was, suffering I had to go through this morning? I was also in that same struggle, so I was empathizing with I you because I, my wipers night, were not getting off night, the ice. I dude. saw the snow and I said, should, I was like, I should go out and pull up my, my wipers. I didn't. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. It's amateur hour over here. But We've all been there and it certainly hour. is tough, but you know what? It all gets better. Or I should say we hope it gets better. By the end when of the does day. it get better, Brandon? Um, Answer me this. When does it get better? Well, you know, in Michigan, it could be tomorrow because it could be 50. We're in, we are in the full spring right now. It could be tomorrow because it could be 70 degrees. But then again, it was 50 degrees two days ago. And now we're literally in Antarctica. I stepped in a puddle the other day and my sock got wet and I had to go to class. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world, by the way? Completely off topic. We've went off the rails, but we can't stop it now. Isn't that the worst feeling it's in the a, world? Wet dude, socks. I'll tell you what, one time I was at home and my roommate spilled water and then I had my socks on and I stepped in it and it got a little bit wet by my toe and it just got really uncomfortable and it was my favorite pair of socks and it was the only ones that were clean because I hadn't done laundry and I had to sit around and wait for it to dry for like 40 minutes. Ugh, <sighs> horrible. It's a terrible start to the day. Travesty. But I did look and it was supposed to get, I think, like four to six inches of snow. We might have actually got more than that in Big Rapids. It was actually pretty wild to see the snowfall. There's a lot of powder, man. Yeah, it should be a really good weekend if you're a skiing fan out there, especially. You're a snowboarding fan, of course. Either one. I mean, we like both of them. better. No, it's not. Yes, it is, man. That is a bad take. We're right there. Way better, dude. That is a a horrible take. That's the coldest take I could have, pun intended. Oh. That one was pretty good. Fine. I'll go back to that one for that. That was pretty good. But I think when you look at the two, snowboarding is harder to learn, easier, easier to, to master. That's what they always yeah, say. Yeah. And then skiing is opposite. I think that's, is. I think that's the jack of all trades, like goal between master the two. Master of none one. Master. Wait, you mean like. I don't know what, what were you trying to say? The jack, jack of all trades, master of none saying? Or no, 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 no. Not that one. That one like describes me in a nutshell, but. Oh, we'll say anyone. The, the one I'm saying is snowboarding's easier or easier to master, harder to learn. Skiing is harder to learn, e- easier to, or mass, easier to mat. No, he's har- har- easier to easier learn, harder to master. Blah, 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 blah. We're yeah. getting there. We're you know what I'm there. trying to say here? I'm just, I like skiing because it's like skating. It's yeah. Like that. Skiing easy. is easier to learn, harder to master. Snowboarding is harder to learn, easier to master. We did it. I finally, there we go. We did I it. finally got through it. Anyway, uh, we got a rest of a show to get through here. We're talking March Madness speaking of winter coming up. It's almost March Madness, believe it or not, everybody. Mm-hmm. We are getting into the thick of it. I mean, we got some teams that we are looking at watching, and uh, I think there's a lot of teams on this list. And I'll be honest, like, after the last couple of games, I'm fading Purdue. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, not a, Purdue. I'm not a big Purdue guy no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Purdue's, I, uh, Purdue's starting to become a fake team for me. They're playing a little bit too sloppy right now, and now they've lost two in a row against unranked teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just that's a little bit alarming. You lose to Maryland as well as Northwestern. And I think that they were really the team that nobody could stop. And then Maryland stopped them in their tracks in that second half. And yeah. they just blew the brakes off them, it seemed like, at that point <coughs> in the game. Excuse but, me. Uh, I mean, really, you looked at the last couple of games uh, that they've played. I mean, especially that Purdue game against, uh, or excuse me, that Indiana game against Purdue was one that I was watching. Indiana looks like a team that I'm honestly looking at. 
I didn't think I'd be looking at this Indiana team as a team to watch, but Trace Jackson Davis is having a senior campaign for the ages. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. And I think that when you look at Indiana, especially uh, for the last couple of games they've played, they've played good basketball. I mean, they lost to Northwestern uh, in the last recent matchup. Obviously, Northwestern is playing their best basketball right now, too. But you look at beating Michigan in a tough game. You talk about beating Rutgers. You talk about beating Purdue. They've played great basketball. They've beat the brakes off of a formerly ranked Ohio State team and a Michigan State team as well. So I think you look at this team and you're like, yeah, they're that good. We start. We, this is one of those teams where they could finish the season red hot, finish well in the Big Ten tournament, and you're looking at them as a potential 5-6 seed, and you're like, I don't know if I want to play that team because they are good defensively. You're talking about Purdue right now, right? I'm talking about Indiana. Okay. Indiana's one of my team to watch, Well, I know, I know, but I didn't know if you went back to Purdue or whatever because you said oh. three out of the last four, and then Purdue lost three out of the last four to unranked opponents. Right, I, mean, exactly. I guess Indiana was ranked, but yeah, that one was wild. One team I'm also looking forward to see if they have like a downfall near the end is Alabama. Oof. The top they, team. They just lost to Tennessee in a pretty close one, and like they've been playing solid, but like, if you're not going to be able to beat Tennessee, especially, I mean, Tennessee's now slouch of a team, but like you go into it. I mean, Alabama has been a pretty high scoring offense so far this year, but the games that they've lost, like they've dropped the ball tremendously. I mean, only scoring 69 points against Oklahoma and they put almost a 30 burger on you and in de- in, or a 30 burger deficit. Like that's wild. And you're not putting more points up on like teams like LSU, Auburn and stuff like that. Granted the SEC, I feel like has gotten a lot better in the past few years, but Alabama has been struggling with trying to get over that hump of getting a lot of points against teams that are like kind of middle of the road, I guess, you know, because like against Florida, you're putting down 97, which is needed, but then you can barely even, you don't even reach 60 against Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a struggle, especially when you consider inconsistency with a lot of these top teams, but uh, final picks here before we get wrap up the final 30 seconds here. One of my underrated teams, uh, I think that's not quite hanging around the, uh, they're in the top 25 right now, but they're kind of hanging around still as a pick that I made a while ago. That's UConn. I don't know why, but oh I like boy. the Huskies. I know Joe might disagree with you there, but I mean, they lost to Creighton. I get it. They've beaten Marquette. They've beaten a lot of these other good prominent basketball teams. Uh, and I think that they can really find themselves in the driver's seat. I don't know why this team is very gritty. And any game that they lose is in a tight game that they should have won. And I think that gives me a lot of confidence going into March with. And I think that they have a lot of talent on that team uh, across the board. I think that they have a lot of great players um, that can make this team even better. So I think when you see that team, uh, and I mean, especially when you look at a lot of their leading scores, I think that there's a lot of depth on the de- on the guard side. And I think that they can move the basketball and they can play uh, a lot faster pace here. Yeah. I believe it. Tennessee's going to be mine because they're a team. Two bad losses against unranked opponents against Missouri and Vanderbilt. Come in, big win over Tennessee. I think they can start the roll and get this thing rolling. Absolutely. And I think one team that we could probably, uh, maybe even two teams we could rule out. No, I'm not going to rule out two teams. One team we can rule out probably right now, Joe. Our beloved Wolverines. What is happening? Yeah. It is pretty bad. I don't, uh, don't know what happened with the fellas, but uh, it's starting to get really, really bad. Really, really fast. <laughs> yeah, right now we're fourteen and twelve. That's not bad, but it's not good for Michigan standards. No. Not at all. Like they're talking for Juwan to be fired. That's that's what a high standard looks like when you see some of those teams. But I mean, you look at the Big Ten as a whole. Like it's pretty good, but it feels like it's, it's more. Not, it's falling off. Excuse me. It's falling off way more than what we've seen before. Because I mean, I would what, agree. Past two, three years. I mean, every 
I mean, the years that we've done the podcast and then like the preview for March Madness, it seems like there's usually like 10 teams from the Big Ten in the tournament. Yeah. And this year, maybe three, four. Like Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland will probably make the tournament. Yeah. Maryland's a maybe. Maryland top, probably will make the tournament. The top three rate. will definitely make it because they're ranked. Yeah. So but, the, the teams that I see making the tournament right now, and I, I would love to see if uh, Katz's rankings would agree with this, but I'll look those up in just a minute. Purdue Northwest, Indiana, or Northwestern, I, Northwest. Uh, Purdue Northwest is D1. Purdue Northwest. Big 10. What? 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 Uh, anyway, Purdue Northwestern, what? Indiana, Maryland, Iowa, Illinois, I think all have a good chance of making it. Michigan State, Rutgers are probably right about on the bubble, but I think that neither of them should have trouble getting in if they finish out the season strong. Wisconsin, Michigan, and Penn State all have a little bit of trouble and a lot of work to do. Um, but I think when Michigan you, needs to win out. I think, what it is. I think because you look at Michigan, they got they got those bubble teams right in a row, right? Tomorrow's Michigan State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, literally all three of them right there. And then you got to go at Illinois and then at Indiana to finish the season. So mm. I think realistically, Joe's right. I think your best chance is to win out. Now, yeah, if, they if, you do, if you do, you got it locked in. Yeah. I feel like. I think if you can't win out, I think we have to see, uh, I think we have to see where Michigan State and I think Wisconsin end up. I think when you look at, I think when you look at these teams, Penn State had the better resume, but now they've went on a bad skid. So now that they've lost their momentum, I think when you see those teams, I think we're watching Michigan State to see how they're doing, and I think we're watching Rutgers as well, and not just because they're the two teams ahead of them, because Michigan State is a team that could make the tournament. Uh, but really, the main issue is, uh, I mean, their schedule down the stretch is is a little bit easier. So I think when you Pretty see cake schedule, because you got Indiana, but you're at home. Remember that. Now, obviously, you're going to Breslin at home is like ridiculous. Huh? Well, no, they're at they're Yeah. Breslin at home is ridiculous. Yes. Michigan State's going to then go at Iowa, who's a tougher team to play on the road, but not like Iowa isn't necessarily the the hardest place to play in comparison. They do have to go to Nebraska, but Nebraska is not that great of a team this year. Uh, and then they finish off with Ohio State. So that's an easier schedule. And a postponed Minnesota game. And a postponed Minnesota game, which they would have absolutely clobbered them, or should have, I should say. You never know at this point with yeah. the way that the Big Ten's gone. But I think when you look at those two teams, or those teams right there, I think you look at Michigan has a better chance to bump the resume than Michigan State, but Michigan State already has a better resume than Michigan. That's yeah. the biggest thing when you compare the two. When you look at the other teams, Purdue's going to make it no matter what, regardless of what the what kind of cold streak they've won on. Northwestern, my gosh, are playing some of the best basketball I've ever seen them play ever. Well, congratulations to that they'll team. Make, they'll make it for sure. I, I don't see a – they'll probably be a fourth seed, I feel like, fourth, fifth, something like that. I don't think they could reach a three seed by any means because if they do, they'd have to – who do they play the rest of the year? Uh, they got Penn State, I know. Yep, Iowa, North uh, Maryland, Illinois, Rutgers. I almost said Northwestern Honestly, again. It's most of the top half of the team, top half of the Big Ten teams that they got to play. If they win out that, then they could potentially take over on the take over the Big Ten if they win out. Yeah, it, it is possible. Like, believe it or not, it is possible. So I looked at some of the bracket predictions from Cats while we were kind of going through this. And there's some notable teams on here in the top 64 or in the top 68. Um, and some of those teams here that are from the Big Ten, they have Maryland, who is fourth right now in the Big Ten, as a seven. Michigan State is also in there as a seven. Northwestern is a six. What? Rutgers is also a six. Rutgers is a Rutgers six. Rutgers is a six? Yes. Now I understand that these two teams are only three games apart. 
but you cannot tell me the way Northwesterners play. Rutgers will get the brakes right beat off of them. There's no way that Northwestern is not a top five team at the way they're playing right now. They're playing that good of basketball. Indiana's a four seed, and then you have Purdue as a one seed. Those are the other two teams. And uh, I think that you look at Illinois, and I think Illinois is playing for a are they playing for a, uh, a playing game right now? I want to say Illinois that is? I think so. Like, I don't see them on here. No, they're not. <laughs> I, I, nope. Never mind. They're a five seed. I just l- literally could not see them. Okay, here we go. Iowa and Maryland are sevens. And though I think those two are the last Big Ten teams to get in because um, I believe they have two ACC teams as Clemson and Wake Forest as the two final spots for the playing game. So right now, that's where the cut is right there is you have Maryland and then you have like that's the cut is Maryland and Iowa. So they got to get up to that level of Michigan State, which Michigan State is also a seven seed. So, I mean, there that necessarily can say that. Rutgers is the first team out and Michigan is the next team out as well. So that's kind of like the, the, the full like guts of how that could look necessarily in difference, but big 10's got eight teams potentially in. There was rumors that there could be up to 10 when Ohio state and Penn state were playing well. And then obviously Michigan was in the conversation and nobody heard of Northwestern yet. Um, but ACC also with eight teams, Big 12 also with eight teams, SEC only with six, and then the Big East only with five, Pac-12 with three, Mountain West with three, the AAC with two with Houston, Memphis, and then of course the WCC with the legendary Gonzaga St. Mary's programs together, rounding out those in the projected top 64 right now. So that'd be very interesting matchups. Um, considering that those good teams have made the tournament as of now in pretty high seating. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, especially you see St. Mary's is playing really well. I mean, they took down Gonzaga earlier this year uh, and they look like the team to be right now in the WCC, uh, which you don't see very often too. But uh, I think when you look at some of these other teams too, um, especially like some of these 11 seeds, you have like US, USC and Clemson in there. Those teams are all right. They're not great. North Carolina, I would feel more confident about uh, as an 11 seed over some of those other teams, but I think they're going to find their way into the tournament with a good ACC tournament. Uh, but I think you look at um, teams like Auburn and Texas A&M, it's two teams that I would be watching as well. Um, just because right now they're sitting right at about the bubble. Uh, and really the biggest reasons that they're in is because they've had some big resume winning games like Auburn has played um, played upset to many top teams so far this season. And um, even as of even as of recently, like their last game, um, they pretty much blew the brakes off of Missouri. But then before that, um, they had taken down a good out. They really took a good fight to Alabama and almost beat them. Um, over in at home against Alabama. So, um, but I mean, they've played really well so far this year. Um, and I think the only thing that's really holding them back really is that consistency. And they've had a couple opportunities to beat teams like Alabama and A&M, and they quite haven't done that. Um, but earlier on in the season, they were playing spoiler quite a bit, uh, which has made them a really top team kind of looking into the radar, but they've kind of held their course a little bit and hung on really um, as of late, because once they beat Arkansas, that was the big one this, uh, earlier on this year. They took down Mississippi State when they were up and rising and as well as beating um, some of these other good teams as well in there, like Georgia, who was a team that was in the bubble for a little while. And then obviously beating the breaks off Missouri in the last game. So 
they could be a team to watch too. And then obviously you have those dominant big 12 teams are always going to be in there. We thought Baylor was not going to be top 25 team. I told you to slow the brakes three weeks ago. Now they're tech in the top 10. Uh, and then Kansas is back there and Texas is apparently fine. Um, after all the changes they've made, they're still a good basketball team. And I mean, you, wild. Uh, I mean, look at the bounce back that some of these teams have had. And then you got these other teams that weren't even in the conversation, like whatsoever. When we had this discussion three weeks ago, Joe, and now we're talking, Oh my gosh, our top 10 teams right now like bonkers stuff i know i mean Providence. i wasn't even expecting to make it to the top 25 i mean they're here gonzaga i mean they're doing gonzaga things they're falling down farther and farther that's what we like to see for sure ecu's a team also that i'm kind of surprised to see i'm more excited to see especially tomorrow i mean well it's i guess to, well what is it the 18th would be tomorrow yeah right? iowa state versus kansas state a little Pac-12 matchup is going to be interesting, especially because, I mean, Kansas State, if they win this one, they'll probably jump up two spots from 12. They'll probably crack the top 10, especially against uh, a win against a top 20 opponent with Iowa State. However, though, if Iowa State gets that, I mean, they'll be probably 14-15. I mean, like, it'll, like, flip-flop. Like, Iowa State will probably move to 14. Kansas State move to 15. This game is a pretty big one when it comes to implications of where you're going to be at for uh, March Madness. And if you might be, like, a six-seed compared to maybe, like, an eight or maybe, like, a five-seed compared to, like, a, I don't know, like 11 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Where it might be a switch up of who you're going to play. It'll be like a drastic switch up because honestly, with only five games left for most of these teams, if you have a chance to get a win over a ranked opponent of top 25 or even better, like these two teams have here with Kansas State and Iowa State, then if you don't win here, I mean, you're going to be struggling, especially I think opening round because you're looking at a loss of maybe two or three spots. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be very interesting as we move ahead towards March Madness here. And we'll obviously cover that more before bracketology begins. Now that we have the Super Bowl under Cannot our belt, wait for bracketology, dude. gonna be so fun. I can't wait. We'll get that over that. the next couple of shows for you guys. But finishing out this condensed episode here, golf has returned. Yes, we know there's snow on the ground, but there's some epic tournaments in action. The big man Not down himself south. Not is, down south. is coming back. Tiger Woods at Genesis this weekend, and I think it's gonna be. With the field, I think it's going to be an electric factory for just Absolutely. how well the first round has already been played. And I think you're going to see that even increase now because, I mean, we've seen some pretty hot scores through the first 18 so far, Joe. Yeah, not half bad, honestly. I mean, uh, Max Homa, John Rom, Kamar, Cow, they're kind of near the top. Uh, Mitchell's at tied for first with Max Homa right now at minus seven through round one. Uh, this one, this whole, uh, this tournament right here is going to be interesting. It is suspended at the moment just because I think it's weather permitting right now uh, with stuff going on with that. But I mean, the return of Tiger Woods was huge. I mean, he's wild, especially, he, I mean, he had what, three birdies right in a row at the end. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people who are doubting he was going to kind of be back on his game, I think this really proves that he'll be back. Will he win another major after the injury? I say probably not. Most likely just because he's older. He's lost a lot of speed with a club head. His, I mean, flexibility isn't there as much as it used to be. He's kind of, I feel like he's still nursing that back injury as much as it is because people can say like, oh, he's back to 100%. But when you're that age and you have back spasms and you slip a disc and whatever it is that you do, because I mean, he's had what, two or three back surgeries already? Gotta be, yeah. You're going to be struggling Anytime. And especially when you got to go up against guys like John Rahm, who can bomb at 320. Max Homa, who's lethal from inside. Kyle Morikawa, who's small, but can hit it 310, 320 as well. Like, 
you're trying to basically play catch up against a lot of these guys. He's still good. I mean, he's still bombing at 300 yards, but that 20 yard difference between, you know, a short par four or something like that or anything like that. I mean, Tiger Woods, greatest of all time, obviously, in my opinion, he's way better than Jack Nicholas. But at this point, I don't think he'll win another major. This one's kind of going to be like a return tour. I don't think he's going to win. He might crack the top 20, top 30. Maybe he might even make the cut. But I mean, right now, if he doesn't play like out of his mind, like he did in the masters on his return. And when he won that one, then, I don't think he's going to be able to win another one. Yeah, his 100% right now is not going to be up to the caliber of some not of these close. guys peak 100%. So that's going to be a hard uphill fight for him. Uh, but I think just seeing him again, I mean, is, is super sick, cool. I think just to see like the fans, you see the pictures of them taking pictures of like, that's that's Tiger Woods. That's Tiger Woods. Like this, that's so cool just to be able to see an icon, no matter how bad or good he's playing, just to mm-hmm. see him playing. I mean, that's something you'll remember forever. I have a side note. All right. A gripe. And I don't know if you agree with me or not. Oh boy. People record things way too much now. I agree with that. People don't live like, if you look at anything from like when LeBron won or when LeBron broke the scoring record, when Tiger was teeing off at the Masters, even in the picture that's on the Genesis Invitational, when you look at the leaderboard and stuff like that, there's not a single person in that picture other than maybe one guy who's not on his phone recording. Yeah. That's one thing that like irks me about today's sports fans and stuff is we can't ever, there's YouTube. You can just watch it there. Like you can flash or snap a picture or something like that, but just enjoy the moment you're there. Like you don't have to take continuous pictures and videos like all the time. Right. I would agree with that. And I think we don't soak in the moment that much anymore. Like I know when I, whenever I take a photo or a video of something, like I've been able to take some great trips in my life. I've been out to the Rockies. I've been to some fantastic places. And whenever you take a photo of it, it's always like cool in the moment. You're like, yeah, I'm going to save it this moment forever. And then you look back at it and you're like, you know, this doesn't do it justice. This wasn't this beautiful as it was in person. And that's like the thing that you miss is just that feel of being in the moment and being able to experience that is something that is like almost feels like existential and that you don't forget about it. And when you try to document it, it only lives up to so much of a standard that you set yeah. it as. And it's it just really hard to really live up to it because you don't have that feeling of when you were in the moment. Obviously you see what you saw in the moment, but you don't feel it as much. You don't see it the same way. And whenever you dissect it, it's only a third or a half of what it was. So I would agree with you there that we like you look at, you think of a moment where you were at, what you were doing in a lot of these memories, but like, Oh yeah, I was there taking a photo of what was going on. It's like, yeah, I was at the game and stuff like that. It's like, no, I was in this seat. This guy had spilled his nachos next to me five seconds later. And this dude screamed into an air horn when the shot went. And it's like, you remember those things in the moment when you look back of it in a video, it's like, you can't see it. You can't feel that. So it's not the same thing. I get like, if you go to a concert and like you record a song, just so like you can kind of remember that a little bit. But like, if I go to, if I was there, I would take a pic and then I would just enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah. Like I would like maybe take a pick of like if it was Tiger Woods or something like that. Yeah. But I wouldn't like, I kind of like try to enjoy it as much as I could. Right. But like every single tee box that you see there, it doesn't even matter if it's Tiger Woods, if it's Kyle Moore, Kyle, if it's John Rahm, if it's Phil Mickelson, whoever it may be, they're all like, you maybe see a handful of people that aren't even on their phones. Right. Nobody lives in the moment no more, man. 
Not much anymore, which is sad because there's a lot of good things in the world that can be experienced with that. But yeah, I'm, it's it's tough. I think that's a, certainly an interesting thing that we're going to get into now, especially the VR, mm-hmm. because now we have a whole new avenue of people experiencing moments but not being there in person. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it is crazy stuff. Electronics are crazy. Yeah, me and Joe are in a VR class. It's actually yeah, wow, it's fun, but my eyes hurt after a while. Yeah, I have to take my headset off like every like we're halfway through like 45 minutes. I'm like, uh. Need brain break. Okay, mm-hmm. we're good. Back. Yeah, but yeah, it's certainly wild. So wild, man. Technology is going to take over the world by storm. It already has. And do you think AI will return on us and we'll have an apocalypse of machine versus man? I don't think so. I don't know about that one. <laughs> that I don't know. I just spooky. thought about. I just thought about like iRobot for a second. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I think robot. we're to that point. Yeah, I don't think we're to that point. Would I be like concerned about it? Maybe in some weird mythical thought process I would have I on some also, random night. Maybe. No. It's also not, weird though. to think about where technology will be like when we're like 70. Yeah. Like, that's what that spooks me the most. What, what have we Even not, 20 years. What have we not invented? You know what I mean? Uh, it's, weird how, it's weird how we went from the know. Wright brothers to space flight in less than 100 years. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. What are we going to do now with the technology we have in a hundred years? Build a new planet. Maybe. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, man. I just want to be a mountain man. I just want to live in the, I just want to live in nature and be self-sufficient. <laughs> that's all I want. I that, want to grow a beard. I want to just do whatever I want. That's what I want to do too. I think that would be fun. But anyway, we you play that sound. That sound didn't even go with it. What do you mean? <laughs> with a mountain I'm man. going crazy. I thought it was funny. I mean, it, well, I didn't really mean it as a joke, though. I just was saying that's what I want to do. I don't know. I got too many you buttons You think my life's here. a joke to you? No, I do not. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, we should probably get off the air anyway. We'll just we distract you guys too much, and we appreciate you putting up with our shenanigans. So be sure to subscribe on whenever or wherever you listen on to this whenever, podcast. Wherever, wherever, on whenever. whenever. At whenever, whatever, wherever, whenever, whenever, whenever whoever. whoever. I don't know. All the evers. Subscribe. Subscribe. (laughs) Have a great time. We're going to sign off. We're rambling. Take care, everybody.